Some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way, not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast, chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. More biceps. More banter. Facebook group. Good name, isn't it? Well, you know, came up with it ourselves go and join it on facebook go join our little community of amazing people who to be honest probably a little bit special got to be if you like listen to this for a start so you're one of them there's there's more biceps more banter lot a little slugs with their personality <laughs> go and join them <laughs> go join them go look go search on facebook for it go join our our facebook group and you will get even more access to us live q a's monthly webinars you might get loads of free shit as well just because we're nice people we like giving you stuff that's going to help you oh dan oh mike i'm already listening to your hilarious podcast i'm already following your pant wettingly funny instagrams why should i go and join the facebook well no explanation needed really just go and join it missing out on a goss mad to miss it more biceps more banter here we go we're live in separate separate countries now we didn't record a, a podcast in Dubai because we were too busy, weren't we, mate? We were too busy. We were what, too what, busy. What were, we, what were we too busy doing? Well, we were too busy playing FIFA quite a lot. Um, well, me beating you at FIFA mainly was the, the, the was mainly how it went, wasn't it? So, so the, the, this is how it went. The first game went to me. I think maybe the second game might have gone to me, or or it might have been a yeah, really close I think one. It did. I, think, I think it did. I think it did. Yeah. Yeah, I think the second one went to me. Dan very quickly figured out my game plan, which really wasn't much of a game plan. And then Dan, I think, then won the preceding God knows how many in a row, which is pretty frustrating. Um, but then I figured out a little tactic. So actually, before Dan left, I'd, I'd won the last, I guess, three or four or whatever. Yeah, I actually I actually brought my plane forward a day. I was actually supposed to go late. I just couldn't face the fact that I was probably going to lose more games with FIFA. <laughs> Yeah, it was a close one. So, more regular when he gets out, which would be good. So, yeah, we've, uh, we did a few bits, didn't we? Had a little look around Dubai, went for some nice afternoon tea, went for a nice bit of sushi. Uh, did work. We were still working. I got a lot of clients last week who were like, oh, I hope you've enjoyed your, your week off with Dan. Well, I've done your update this week, so you know I haven't been off. Like, yeah. Do you know <laughs> it's funny like I said that to a few people like when when I was away they said oh you didn't really post much and I was like well no because I was busy like doing stuff and also when we're out and about I didn't have phone signal I only had wi-fi when I was when I was around and stuff but I was like we didn't really do any touristy stuff the whole point of it was to kind of get a feel for like what it was like there what it would be like for us you know um so yeah it was it was quite interesting from that point of view it wasn't um all sort of like touristy and it wasn't all those things we did a few little bits and bobs like that but nothing um nothing too crazy it was more just a case of figuring out how things work over there and funnily enough pretty much the same as they do over here so there you go you said it you said it on your email didn't you about like it's not as flash as what um as what i guess the perceptions are like you get two you get two big perceptions of, of dubai it's like one it's flash 
Mm. Or two, it's like just desert. Like two, it's just desert with like not a lot there, a few camels kicking around. Um, mm. But it, it's pretty much westernized, I guess. It's just really, really hot. And, and that's it. Like, yeah, we saw like a few nice cars, but I didn't get the feeling of like real, like pretentious nature of it. Obviously, like the areas we went to weren't like that because that's not where we would go, right? But I think it's it's one of those where again it's the perception versus reality thing. We're sold this perception of it as being one way in the media and stuff, and actually you can make it as normal as you want to make it. I think just yeah. by you know living a pretty normal life. But um, exactly, yeah. the, the thing is, is like people see obviously all the flashy parts on social media, or when people go on holiday, obviously the hotels are nice, of course they are. So it is flash. But when you live here, you don't live in a hotel. You, you live in a community like you live in a normal place with normal people so yeah it, it was good it was it was a really good week and yeah looking forward to, to to more of that in the future but we've also got our blitz running so this goes out you'll be listening to this on a thursday so that means tomorrow is the deadline it is the last blitz of the year 2021 it's been a fucking wank year, like, let's be honest. Um, and let's finish it off in style. Like, let's finish it off in style. If you're feeling a little bit shit, if you're feeling a little bit soft, summer's caught up with you a little bit, and you know that you're only going to feel even worse come January. It's worth just taking off a little bit of body fat now. And what have you really got to lose? Uh, if you listen to this, it's on desires. You might like us. Um, you know that we know our stuff. You know that we get results what better place to come in and, you know, just have a quick eight-week tidy up and, and then back to it, you know? That's it, you know, and I think it's it's one of those where we've talked about this before, is it's just a great stepping stone for anyone who's, even if you're thinking like, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind being coached by Dan or Mike or, or whatever. It's like, this is a great opportunity to go, actually, what is it like at level? Because we've had people say to us, again, like, we know from um, some of our current clients, for example, who've been with other coaches, we know that what we offer on Blitz is better than the majority of one-to-one coaching out there. I say one-to-one, WhatsApp to WhatsApp, um, yeah. you know, once once a week via text, same meal plan. But we know it's better than what a lot of people are, are offering. And and like I said, it's it's that that stepping stone for for what could potentially be, like I said, you going on to to do some much much bigger things. But it's it's for us. It's about I think the biggest thing that we found with Blitz has definitely been that that community feel. It's definitely that. Um, we there's no surprise to us that we get the similar types of people in it every single time, and they always get on. They're always supporting each other. They're always positive, always like a laugh. And and I think that's the hardest thing sometimes is is feeling like you're on your own in fitness. And, and so it's like I was going to do a post about this. Uh, I think I don't think they're real about it. It's just like how how your friends don't actually care about your fitness goals. They'll do anything to sabotage them. If anything, they do everything they can to sabotage them. They invite you out places buy you food, drinks, all that sort of stuff, rather than actually support you sometimes. And I think that's the, one of the biggest things is that people don't have the support they need when it comes to fitness. They get people trying to drag them down and making fun of them. And, and it's actually, Blitz is the one place where you feel that actually everyone's in it together and everyone's going through similar things. And like I said, we get it every, every time we run them. We get the whole, you know, oh yeah, I've experienced exactly the same thing. And you've got then a group of people actually there to support you rather than people maybe around you in your friendship groups just don't quite get it. They don't quite get that you want to, you know, you want to lose a bit of weight or you want to feel better about yourselves because they they will find it easier to just pull you down back to their level. It's easier to do that than it is to diet as well. Like, why would they want to diet as well? Um, it's hard, you know? So it's one of those where they try and pull you back down and and keep you at their level, which is a shame, but we see it all the time. 
we see it all the time our one-to-one clients blitz clients we see it all the time so it gives you that ability to just be like look you've got a, a real good strong network of people that are gonna gonna build you up rather than tell you down and in a more sinister way it even applies like when people go looting around <laughs> around like places like london or the purge the purge ain't real but you know what i mean it's it's tri it's tribal it's it's gang spirit and um it really works and look and even common sense even if i ask you the question now and i said you've got to run a marathon do you think you're more or less likely to do it if you're on your own or with a group of 20 of you i mean neither of us have run a marathon or are going to but i know i know that it will be easier in a group of 20 no doubt absolutely no doubt that's the psychological element of it that's the people bringing you up that's the common goal that's the not wanting to be last that's the, that's that when dan when dan was there we were training together a little bit more uh, dan's training style and I, I really really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it um because we were doing it together and um i went in today with the intention of doing something similar no chance I'm not doing that like not on my own it's, it's a different level of motivation to do something on your own than to do something with someone else. So that's, that's the key. Um, it's probably the, the biggest influencing factor of why Blitz does so well is that it's a community of people who like what we do. So by nature, they're, they're going to be all right. You know, they're going to be similar to you listening to this. Um, and they've all got a common goal. And it's, we get through it as a team. That's why we shout about it so much as a team thing. Um, but yeah, so if you are interested, then um, head over to our Instagrams. The, the link is in our bios. Um, there's a strong chance you may or may not be on our email list. If you're not on it, you probably had the email this week as well. But uh, we'd, love, we'd love to have you and uh, finish the year off in style and, and have a lot of happy people um, saying nice things about, uh, about us. So... Yeah. yeah that's it it's you know it's, it's good it's only going to lead to good things i think that's the reality of it is it's only going to lead to positive outcomes like nothing bad's going to come from you committing to it nothing bad other than having to listen to us every monday evening do a facebook um but you listen to the podcast so you're probably used to that already do you know but um that nothing bad can come of it genuinely nothing bad is going to come from it um as long as you you know you put some put some effort in and put some work in you're gonna you're gonna see results like it's simple as that you've seen the you've seen the pictures you've seen the transformations you've seen what people have said about it that's the reality is you're gonna you're gonna get results so that's what i would say is that as long as you do that you're gonna get what you want out of it and look and it's it's a great kickstart as well we found it's a great kickstart we've got some testimonials going out now from some photo shoot people some, some guys who started on blitz it's a, a great little kickstart it's you know, a bit of a tester, a bit of a teaser. Like you come in, you see how we work, you see kind of the, the stuff that you get. Um, and it, you're almost dipping the toe in the water a little bit. Um, and then a lot of people, you know, so we found uh, when we started this, like an unsurprising amount of people would upsell into one-to-one just simply because they were like, this is class. Like, I want to keep doing it. I don't, I don't want to stop. So it can serve as a nice little tied in for eight weeks but it can also serve as a nice sort of stepping stone into just you know feeling your way into it getting some good results in eight weeks and then going yeah do you know what let's um let's step it up a little bit get to one to one and, and push even further but yeah yeah and look that, and that, i think that speaks volumes because you know on eight week plans we've we've seen or heard of you know people just get given a stupidly low number of calories and told to just crack on and you know good luck 
see you, see you in eight weeks, let us know how you get on. And we, if, if it was like that, we wouldn't get so many people then do one-to-one coaching afterwards. You know, it's not a case of just being starved for eight weeks and see what happens. Yes, you're going to be a little bit hungry. Of course you are, but that's diet, isn't any diet. But, you know, there's none of this, like, you have to train every day. You don't have to do loads and loads of stuff every day. It's just a case of consistently building upon good habits. And that's why people go, hang on a minute, if I can do this in eight weeks with this level of input from a coach, imagine what I could do with literally bespoke coaching my pocket one-to-one coaching. Um, and like you say, the results are there for everyone to see of what you can achieve um, you know, with that. There you go. Like, something, something that I'm probably going to get on my fucking soapbox about now. Is that's that not like you, mate. It's not like you. you it's not like me. But um, I usually keep myself to myself. I'm quite quiet about stuff and I just like to blend in. Um, but you just said there, we've got the results to back it up. Something that I said on my Instagram the other day, and, and even today I've kind of touched on it, is just when, when, is this, when has fitness industry decided to turn themselves into mini celebrities now? Like, it's fucking clicky gangs of people blowing smoke up each other's arse tagging people in this and tagging people in that and hanging out together. You go on these people's pages, where are their client results? Where is their actual day-to-day job? What, what are they doing? They're touting themselves as an online coach and holier than now or that they, that they know everything or that they're the best coach. Where, where's, where's your proof? Where's your evidence? That's like a fucking kitchen fitter walking around saying he fits the best kitchens but doesn't have a single fucking picture of any kitchen that he's ever fitted. He's just made a few infographs going, huh, you know, don't bother changing your kitchen. Love you, love your existing kitchen or fucking whatever. Or they've taken a picture of themselves because themselves look so good, but there's no actual pictures of his fucking kitchen. It's just, I don't understand what's happening to this industry. You have these big niches where it's all about themselves. Like it's just all about anybody that you pick out. It's their training, it's their meals, it's their cream of rice, it's their show coming up. It's this, it's that, it's them. And then you've got another group, the, the complete opposite end of the spectrum, who hate the bodybuilding scene, but yet are doing the same thing, but in their own niche. They're doing the same thing. They're talking about themselves all the fucking time. Me, 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 me. Here's this camera image. Fuck off. Like, fuck off. Like, if you're in this industry, your job is to get results, not grow your following to 30,000 followers or 50,000 followers. If that happens as a byproduct of you doing a great, great job with your clients, Happy fucking days. But the problem is, so in the fitness industry, doesn't become, it doesn't come as a byproduct of being good at your job. It comes as a byproduct of sucking each other's dicks on Instagram, going, oh, you're great, you're great. I share their stuff because they liked my thing last week. That's fucking bullshit. And then they're getting all this exposure. All of a sudden, you go on somebody's page with 40, 50,000 followers and, and you automatically think they must know what they're doing. No, they don't know what they're doing. They just know how to play the Instagram game. You get people who sit on a fucking fence, who fucking talk a good game or whatever, and all of a sudden they have all these followers. I got, I got a comment, I got a message today saying, he, he said something like, the reason why I love your stuff is because you guys don't have a cult following and you just say it how it is. And I replied, I said, yeah, maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe it's us. Because we don't have a cult following. We don't have a big following at all. We have as many people leave as, as come in. And yet these... And we word it right, these cults of the industry are, follow, are building up followers who are almost following them religion-like, like as though they're some kind of idol, and that everything that they say goes. Yet, when it really comes down to it, we got into this industry, everything that you're taught, everything that you learn, everything 
any reason why you wanted to get into this industry was to help people. Can I ask what exactly are people helping other than their egos, other than their follow account, other than their bank balance? What exactly are these people helping other than themselves? You're right, mate. And like we talked about it, I think, you know, the week we had in, in Dubai, we talked about, about our business a little bit because, again, the first time we've seen each other for, for a long time. Um, we talked about sort of business and where we want to take things and all that sort of stuff. And, and at the backbone of everything we talked about was always we still want to coach people. We still want to be helping people on a daily, but how can we help more people? How can we do this? How can we make, you know, Blitz the best thing possible? How can we make sure that we can take on as many one-to-one clients without watering down our service? All those sorts of things. All those questions that we're asking, not it's not about when are we going to get to 30K followers? What are we going to do to get 50K followers? What are we going to do to mix with some of these people that, again, all just tag each other in shit and post about it? But like you said, we always want to be in a position where you can go on our Instagram page at any time and go, oh, no, they're good, good results. Whether that's video, whether that's a, a picture, again, like it's not just about transformation because they're fucking quality. But again, it's videos. Some, some people don't work with people who want to lose loads of weight, but then you don't go on there and see loads of videos of people saying how great they are. You just, again, you just see information and the information's all well and good, but you can Google that shit. What you need is people that can actually help you and actually help real people. And every time you go on one of our pages, there are real people right there in front of you with real jobs. They don't work in fitness. They're not former fucking, you know, fitness models that have just all of a sudden just decided to get fat for two years and start training again well yeah no one anyone can do that that looks great again it's not me and mike you don't see loads of pictures of me going look how great i am look how great my training is look how good i look doesn't fucking matter it doesn't make a difference to how good a coach i am mike guys and mike we're not that way inclined i'd rather shout from the hilltops about all my clients than myself don't give a shit about me no one needs to fucking care no one needs to know about what i'm doing i'm boring that's the reality of it is, is it's it's become an industry that's about fucking peacocking about who's got the most followers, you know, who's on stage the most, who speaks the most at events. And that's great. It's all well and good. But actually, those people might watch that for an hour, feel great, and then go home and day later, not actually in any better place than they were before. We won't implement anything. Yeah, you can write, you know, you can write books, you can do all these things and feel great about that. But are you actually helping people on a day-to-day basis? Are you actually getting them through the things that they actually find difficult? Because most people aren't. Like, let's, let's, let's cut to the chase. And I think anyone that I follow in this industry, anyone that I look up to in this industry, I respect. The reason I respect them is they get results. That's number one. Like, anyone, whether it's business mentors, whether it's other people in bodybuilding, it's like a fucking Callum, muscle man. Every single day, result, 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 result. Doesn't really talk much about himself. Result, 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 right? It, that's the level of it. That's what you're looking for, is that. That's why he's built up 30,000 followers. That's why he's a go-to person. And again, that's the, the level that every single coach should, have, should aspire to be. And that, again, with us, with Blitz, was the whole reason we did it. We were like, how can we help more people? We can't take on more one-to-one clients. We can't go to that level and that level of detail with every single person. But so what we can do is we can do the best we can in those first eight weeks with people and see where they get to. Not a fucking, how can we, yeah, how can we suck off the rest of the industry and get in front of other people and build followers? No one cares. No one cares about that. Well, they shouldn't care about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what we talked about a bit, didn't we, this week? We talked about that. And again, like, I, talk, I talked about it again, like in that email about the perception of, of Dubai and stuff. I talk about the perception of us in the industry and all this sort of stuff. And to be honest, we don't care. I don't care what the fitness industry perceives me or you as. I don't care. What I care about is how the people that work with us perceive us. And when we ask that question, 
I asked what three words would you use to describe biceps and banter and because we were doing it for um, someone who's going to help us with some social media, um, like sort of, I suppose, designs and things again for that side of things. Um, that's that question. I was like, oh, actually, I don't really know. Let's ask people. And they sort of said, I'll ask your, ask your followers, ask your customers. And I was like genuinely blown away by the responses and what people said. And, and I felt so good about what they said because they said things like real, honest, knowledgeable like funny or was one obviously i would always take that one um that, that always it always makes us feel good um yeah. we're not, we're like not funny yeah you know sort of you know did cut yeah, yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> but like it, it was it was so good because that's exactly what we want that to be and you know i want every single year if we were to ask that question and come back and say the same things because that's that's what it takes to be in my opinion, to be successful in this industry. It doesn't take flaunting your body and posting out all over Instagram. It doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's, yeah. For me, it was it was really nice reading some of those. So thank you to everyone who did actually post those. I know Mike asked for some as well. And they came back pretty much the same. Again, like from our audience, the two, two different audiences, but they came back pretty much the same from what I can remember. Yeah, it was, it was really nice like to see how we're perceived. Like... <clears throat> Obviously, there'll be a fraction of the industry that, uh, that, that actually can't stand what we do, um, but that's fine. We tell uh, it like it is, though. That's the problem, isn't it? Because they don't like it. Because we tell it like it. it is. Because we don't sit there and we don't um, we don't blow smoke up everybody's ass and we don't jump onto trends and we don't buy into shit and we will say that this is shit. You imagine somebody who's spouting shit and then we get all of their information. They're gonna hate us. They're not gonna like us. And we the the good thing is. is we don't fucking do it for that. So it's all right, isn't it? Like, as long as the people we work with like us, you guys like us, that's the main thing. And, you know, does, does it irritate me a little bit that we don't have this cult following? Yeah, because I want to be a cult leader. Of course I do. But at the same time, I don't I don't really give a fucking toss if I have 40, 50,000 followers. I don't care. It doesn't change nothing in my life at all. Uh, and if it makes somebody's dick an inch bigger uh, that they've got that, then, then cool, lucky them. Um, but yeah, the the the, the industry is a, a weird one. And look, I had I had this conversation with one of my clients today, who's also a coach, right? And um, I just I had this conversation. He's just he's just started a, a qualification, and um, I just I just had I just felt the need to say to him, look, <clears throat> and me and Dan experienced this for years and years and years. We would go to webinar, seminar fucking training day, fucking do this course, do that course, whatever. We, we, we did it all back in the day. And we would jump from, from course to course. But the thing that we used to do is we used to take the applicable bits and not, not just blindly be followed by this latest fitness trend. We would go to workshops. We did, we'd go, okay, this applies, this doesn't. Because we were critical over that information, like we, we would criticize it, we would pick it apart, and we would apply it to our business. And that is what a smart, educated coach does. Now, what you're seeing in the fitness industry is that there's a few thought leaders and then there's a lot of followers who just blindly follow something without having any critical analysis of what these people are saying. And for these people to then be coaching people, in my opinion, it's, it's kind of wrong because, because the coach in itself should be a thought leader. The, the, the coach should be using their own experience. Like somebody asked me this week, what qualifications would I do? 
And I said, honestly, I would say, I said, get qualified for your insurance, is what I said. I directed them to PTC. But I said, but really, mate? I said, I've learned from experience. I said, I've, I've learned from experience. Anything I've learned in courses, I didn't really know. Uh, I did not not know anyway. I, I kind of knew it. There might be a few bits and bobs that I pick up. But it's experience. And then there's just this large portion of the industry that forego that experience and then forget about things that they know and go, well, no, this is actually right now because this person's saying it. Of course they're saying it. They're saying it for a financial gain. Of course they're saying it. So it's just it's just this weird, weird shift and and, and on a, no, it's not a shift because there's been trends in the fitness industry from day dot. There's been keto, there's fasters, there's fucking vegans, there's what you know, whatever. But it, it almost feels even more clicky now. Maybe because maybe because we're amongst it a little bit more, I guess. But it, it just feels a little bit more clicky. And I have to, I you know, like I say, I had to remind my client as a coach just to say, look, have your own thoughts about certain things. Don't blindly just follow what another another coach says. What the things that you've done, the things that you've experienced, so the way that you've worked with your clients, don't discredit any of that. Learn from those things. Like me and Dan's, mine and Dan's coaching has evolved because of our experiences. Our coaching has evolved from day one because of the, the work we've done with our clients, not because we've gone on a course, not because we've done anything different. We've picked knowledge over the years, but we've applied it in real-time settings with real people and then kind of done our own biofeedback on that and, and, and adapted things to suit. Like we've tried various different ways of working with people. Um, and it's just, I don't know, I, I just don't like this. I'm one camp, I'm another camp. It's just knowing yeah. your niche, it's knowing who you actually help and it's knowing that for, first and foremost. And I think that's the, the key thing with it all, is it's knowing who you help and it's coming up with your own strategy, your own protocol, your own thought processes around all those things and who you help. If you know that and you're steadfast on on that and, and how you believe that should be done, you're only going to be influenced by all these other people with bigger followings. And you're going to, oh, should I be doing that? Should I be doing this? No, probably not. Probably not is my usual answer. Probably not. Not to say definitely not, but probably not. And there might be elements of it you need to take and use and all this sort of stuff. But it's very easy to be swayed by someone who you believe is a thought leader it's so easy to be for your knowledge to be swayed or how you think you should be doing things but like you said you know you need to be your own thought leader with this stuff and have your own way of doing things because that thought leader ain't going to be swayed by what you say no chance they ain't going to be swayed they've got their own thoughts they're going to they're going to they think they know how to do it so that's fine and that probably works for their niche that's what their experience is telling them as well um so yeah i think it's just important that you know who you help like that's that's what it comes down to then from there if you've got a niche and you're not helping them you're not getting results with them maybe you need to change your tact maybe you need to change your processes but if you've got a niche and you're seeing results and you're getting very very good results with them there's probably very little you need to change um in in the sort of the, the short term and the long term it might be you need to adapt a few things over over time like we have but you'll be surprised. Every, the grass look, always looks green on the other side. Always. You always think that other people have got better processes. You always think other people have got better onboarding. You always think that other people have got better systems in place. You always think other people have got better retention rates. In our experience, that's not the case. In our experience, it's, no, actually, they're probably pretty much the same, if not a little bit worse. They've just got a fancy social media account that makes you assume that they've got that. Um, yeah, or they post their fancy welcome pack on Instagram all the time, but actually the welcome packs fucking all they get and they don't get any coaching on a weekly basis. 
So you don't know, like it's, it's one of those things where, you know, what looks good to you or what might look fancy to you isn't necessarily the same thing that's going to help a client on any given day because there you're at different levels. So that's what I would say is, is you take know, a look, take a little look at their results. There you go. Yeah. And I'll say it then. Just look at his ears. Yeah. Take a little half look Vulcan, at half human is the take a little look thing. at their results, guys. Like that's that's a that's a big thing. And the and the stuff that people are saying about them as well. Um yeah, but anyway, it's time to move from the biceps element to the banter element, if there is such a thing. Um, if there is such a thing. So we have this week's funny story. Funny story. What a funny story. Remember that, Alan Partridge? Yeah. Um, Alan's deep back, brought to you by Dettol. Um, okay, where have we got? There we go. I've got it. I've got it, guys. Don't worry. <clears throat> a little bit of slim picking this week, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes down. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a Sunday sport. It is. I thought it was daily sport. Now it's a Sunday. Um, just what you wanna, just what you wanna read on a hangover. This. Um, so, we have an unlikely looking guy on the front page. There you go. He's, oh, yeah. uh, he looks like a bow selector character, to be honest. He's got yeah. a face that looks like it's made out of Play-Doh um, and some big jam jar glasses, which <clears throat> if he's not a paedophile, he's, he's stolen them from a paedophile. Um, <laughs> you can't sue us for that because I did not say anything derogatory about this person who I am going to name um, <laughs> by name and, and location. As always, as is always the case in the Sunday sport. So you you look at you look at the little the little I guess strap line and it's Bachelor Barry's Barry, always a great name. Bachelor Barry's Easter record. Oh, I like that. Easter record. Okay, cool. <clears throat> most I most thought... most Easter eggs eaten in a day or something. Well, it could be, couldn't it? It could it could oh. be the world's world's largest Easter egg hunt. It could be anything. Yeah. You know, what's, what's, what's Barry been up to? I stuffed nine mini eggs down my chap side. <laughs> well, you know, it's a bold statement. Just a nine. Just, Just a nine. nine. Just, Just nine. nine. What was the record before that? Eight. Yeah, <laughs> he's broke the record. Yeah, Eight. that's what he's going he's for. Gone. He's gone for it on Easter. Um, what I noticed about this headline is the terminology of chap side. That's not how I used to refer to it. No. Is it you? No. It was something different. Yeah. That sounds like chaps. Yeah. So they've changed it. For any reason? Racism, probably. <laughs> Off the top of my head, racism, surely. Are they bothered about that in the Sunday sport? I don't think they're, they're not bothered well, about that. I would have thought that this is the least of their problems. Because last week they called Jamie Oliver a cunt. Well, yeah, exactly. You can't go around calling Jamie Oliver a cunt and then be worried about political correctness the next week. I wouldn't have thought so. It's March the 27th of 2016, actually. So I can, I can actually see the date of the publishing. I wonder when the fucking um, the Jamie Oliver thing was. Nobody's seen the Jamie Oliver episode. Go and watch it. Um, or listen to it, whatever. 
that was, oh, there's no date on that one, gutted. So we don't know which came first, but whichever came first or not, the person writing this article is keeping it PC. He's called it a chaps eye. And I said chaps. Chaps A-P-S. For those listening, do you call it a chaps eye? There you go. There's a question. So Easter, again, I've not, I've not pre-read this. I had a little skin read, but I've not pre-read it like I usually would. So let's see what, uh, I mean, straight away, before we even start the article. So there's, there's a picture of Barry looking, looking like he's um, very selectomized. And a little, a little caption that goes with it. Don't give him a resurrection. Chocolate fan Barry. Don't give him a, a Jesus-themed, Easter-themed pun there. A res erection. There's a hype between res and erection, but anyway. Easter is a time when civilised people, that's a dig straight away, <laughs> digging in, celebrate the victory over death of our Lord Jesus Christ and our salvation from sin. Well, that's not what they celebrate, is it? They celebrate eating chocolate. That's not so about we, that, is it? Let's be honest. For some, the festival is marked by a locust-like descent onto B&Q and the garden centre. B&Q? At Easter? Oh. Really? What are they buying from B&Q? Maybe that's an old person's thing. Maybe they go gardening or something. What? Easter? I wouldn't be going to B&Q to get my Easter eggs. Put that way. I wouldn't go anywhere near B&Q. I've never felt more female in my life. <laughs> Full of real men. <laughs> With work clothes on and high-vis jackets. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, can, I, uh, can I get a gasket, please? Um, sir, do you know what a gasket is? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. uh, like tartan paint? No? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, one of those long stands. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. So, most people descend in being cute, whatever. No, they don't. And others cling to heathen practice and gorge themselves on chocolate eggs. That's the correct. That's, that's the one. A bit that's judgmental, the... though. It's like, all right, what's wrong with that? A few eggs. Right, it? It's a bit of an attack, isn't it? It's Easter. It's a good time. Yeah. But Bachelor, he's not got missus. Shame. Not surprising. Uh, Barry Worthington. So, For yeah, me. Found his own very special way of commemorating the occasion. Right, he did. For Barry, 52, okay, narrowing it down, marked the holiest point on the Christian calendar by inserting no fewer than nine Cadbury's mini eggs down the shaft of his cock. No, I just, no, I just don't. Oh, why, why, why is the, is the first thing that comes to my head, but then I don't know why that's the, obviously he doesn't care about that. Not only that, why did he stop at nine? Do you know what I mean? Well, like, what, 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 you go, you there's, go, no, there's no length left, surely. Do you mean to stop at nine? Why is that like, your main concern? Well, no, what? is it like, why nine? Why, not, why, did he, why did he not stop at one or two? Like, what's the whole thing with the... Why has he gone to, like, all the way? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's obviously just... Well, I, I can't believe that that's your main concern. But my thoughts, if I'm channeling Barry, is I popped one in. Oh, I don't know. Let's see if we can push this a little bit. Two's gone in. It might become a little bit competitive. He can't go above nine. He can't go above nine. No, 
but surely not. He can't go above that. Uh, I mean, I mean, at what point do you do you? I don't know. Is he completely flaccid? Is he? You know, does he? Does he? Imagine if he's doing it and then he starts getting excited by it. Like, that's going to hurt. It's going to be like a snake swallowing a mouse, isn't it? Yeah. Gonna, you're going to be able to see it. Oh, it can't be nice. Oh really? Anyway, oh really? No, no fewer. No fewer than mine. <laughs> Definitely no fewer. Um, down the shaft of his cock. Again, he, he starts off with this, again, holier-than-thou approach to Easter, calling people that eat chocolate eggs heathens. And then he goes on to use the phrase shaft of his cock. And shaft is in capital letters. Why does shaft need to be in capital letters? Cock. That's not very anatomical, is it? It's cock is kind of a... Well, it's not even kind of a slang term. It is a slang term. It, it's literally a slang term. So it's then broke up with a with a little page breaker and it's uh, a little subheading and it's cider in bold font and an underscore. So last week's goings on were fueled with cider as well. So I think there's something about cider drinks here. So if you drink cider, get out. Mm. Yeah. Um, so redundant shelf stacker, Barry, of course he's redundant, um, he's not a shelf stacker, is he? Well, can you class him as a shelf stacker, though? Well, no, exactly. He's redundant. He's, he's unemployed. He's either redundant or a shelf stacker, surely. Well, exactly. No, you know, the joke's on him. Redundant shelf stacker Barry from Glossic Derby, Derbyshire. Makes sense. Performed the feat on Good Friday after drinking what was described as many, many glasses of three hammers cider at home. He said, I've been given a packet of mini eggs by my community outreach outreach coordinator. Well, they need retraining, don't they? That, 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 she, she, whoever that is, the outreach person needs retraining because, to be honest, one of the byproducts of giving some mini eggs is that they shove them up their chap side. See, that's chap the thing. Side. Chap side. That's the thing, is that this community outreach coordinator has definitely not said to Barry, here's your mini eggs, and remember, Barry, we don't put these down your japs. Uh, Chaps, I. We don't. I said chaps. Yeah, good job. Don't put these down your chaps, I. So, so really, the fault is a blame for the outreach coordinator because we've learned. Percent. You need to say yeah. in, the, in the work manual, mustn't wank at work. You've got to yeah. say on the packaging of a garlic, of a Jamie Oliver garlic press, don't don't shove it up your bum. Here, how is he supposed to know that these mini eggs are not going down yeah. your chaps, I? Exactly. It's probably written on the pack. You know, they can be used for that. So she, you know, whoever it is, I keep, don't know why I keep saying she, community outreach, whoever it was. I don't know why I say she twice after that. Sexist probably, yeah. But um, yeah, they should have mentioned it. They should have mentioned it. Look, these are the things you cannot do with these mini eggs. They might have been there for the whole weekend, admittedly. But, you know, I don't blame poor, poor Barry. I don't blame him. What else is he supposed to do? Them eat them? Do you know? What's, well, what else is he supposed to do? Eat them? He said this, because he carries on and says, as the cider went down, I thought... I wonder how many I could squeeze down my chap side. Yeah, that well, would be the first thing you think about as well, wouldn't it? That would be the first if thing. If I'm having know. a few ciders and there's a packet of mini eggs, there's not much else I am thinking than how many <laughs> exactly. could my chap side. <laughs> it's only a natural thought. It's only a natural <laughs> thought that it goes through every man's, every man's head when he sees a pack of mini eggs. Or it will be now, <laughs> after listening to this. <laughs> uh, although an interesting fact, it's not that interesting, I once shoved 42 grapes whoa, in my whoa, mouth. Whoa, 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 where's that going? In my mouth. 42. 42, right. Okay. 
Not bad. 42 grapes, not bad. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many mini eggs I could get. Not the best. So. I think realistically, you should be putting them on your chaps right now. Let's, let's be honest. The mouth's a bit yeah. easy, isn't it? That's a bit easier. There's, there's the next task, isn't it? There's the next challenge. Yeah. New YouTube video coming, guys. <laughs> how, how many mini eggs can we get down? We're going for a world record. It's currently held by, held by Barry Worthington of Glossop. <laughs> so we're coming. Um, is this in the world record book? Is it in the Guinness Book of Records? I don't know. But anyway, in the cold light of a hangover, it seems such a silly idea, but it made perfect sense at the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I don't, know about, I don't know if you can switch between those two complete opposites just from having a few drinks, but no. whatever. Well, I could tell you a story, Dan. <laughs> but, but I do exactly that, to be honest, <laughs> after a few drinks. So, you know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the joke of the office. The dog and the fox one. What's the difference between a dog and a fox? Five pints of lager. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, in the end, I managed to squeeze no fewer than nine through my cock slit and down my piss tube. <laughs> Expert journalism, as always. Barry. He definitely said that. He definitely said that. He definitely said that. Say, he did not call it cock slit and piss tube. <laughs> piss journalism is making stuff up. I'm not so. I won't be surprised if this guy's not even done it and they've just used a random bloke's face. And this bloke has just seen himself in the Sunday sport game. What the fuck? This never happened to me. I think that is literally what's happened here. I think the Sunday sport, Sunday sport job vacancy. Let's have a look. <laughs> what's the requirement to be a Sunday sport? You're into fucking copyright journey? and you can get a job there. This ain't fucking hard, is it? Costly. It's too. It's just unbelievable. Piss tube, cock slit, cock slit. Same as thing. Cock slit. Wow. Urethra? No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. So yeah, he did. He managed to squeeze no fewer than nine. Uh, competitive. Um, through my cock slit and down my piss tube. Then I fell asleep. Oh, it's a mistake. Second mistake of the evening. Um, Barry realised the folly of his egg stunt at around 2am when he was woken by an urgent need to urinate. Oh, things got messy. Oh, messy. that's not going to be good, is it, that? It's just taking a turn. He added, I got up and went to the loo, completely forgetting I had nine mini eggs. <laughs> wow. Really? How can you really forget that? I don't think you forget the pain of that, surely. Sorry, how many ciders has this guy had? <laughs> Like, what? How many? How have you forgotten it? How can you forget it? I'd remember that easily. You'd remember really it. You'd remember that. <sighs> so anyway, to describe the pain as excruciating would be hugely an understatement of the situation. He yeah. didn't say that either. He didn't say that. I'm he sorry. Anyone who shoves nine mini eggs up their chap side does not use those words. In the Possibly. same sentence, he has not gone. <laughs> Coxley piss tube, and then and excruciating is a huge understatement of the situation. No, you not said that. No, no, no. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, really fucking up. Yeah, that's what he said, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, really. Hurt. And anyway, a quick trip to A and E, and one stern lecture in penile hygiene later. 
Did this happen? Is this, <laughs> this conjecture? Is there someone giving stern lectures about penile hygiene? If yeah. so, I think Dan needs to go. Uh, I'm only kidding. He hasn't got one. Um, so, yeah. A quick trip to Ernie. And one stern lecture. Penile hygiene later. Barry was back in his bed sitting, reflecting on his chocolate adventure. Adventure? Is it adventure? No. It's not the type of adventure I'd want to go and watch the, the movies. Put it that way. Um, the Rock in the new adventure movie. Um, he's playing Barry Worthington, jobless shell stacker from Glossop. He told the Sunday Sport, it's not a stunt, I'll repeat it again in a hurry, unless I have too much cider again, obviously. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my God, there's a caveat at the bottom. <laughs> so... He's not completely ruled out doing it again. Maybe he's going to get the intent to get 10. But at the bottom, for reasons of racial sensitivity, Sunday Sport now uses the term chap's eye instead of a more widely known oriental themed expression. <laughs> yeah, because that's their standard. That's the standard that they're, yeah. Anything else that they've said there is fine. That bit wouldn't be allowed. That's what I get, what I get is the, well, we don't want to make it about that. We don't want to make it about that. But we do need to caveat. But let's try, let's try not make it obvious what it is. A more widely known Oriental-themed expression. <laughs> Fucking hell. You might as well just said it. Imagine, remember Alan Partridge? We've got a caller here who thinks he might be gay. So to keep him anonymous, we're just going to use his first name. Do we have Domingo there from Little Wickton? <laughs> like, come on. It's, it's obvious. We're, we're going to cover up this racial slur, but actually really allude to exactly what it is. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Oriental themed. Don't even need to say it. Just don't say it. People know what it means. You don't need to clear it up and go, you know, some of you might call it something else. Um, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, have a little think. Orientals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come if on. they didn't know, they're going to Google it straight away. So, you know. Don't Google that. Definitely not. No, definitely don't do that. There you go. So there you go, guys. The, the funny story. That's the funny story this week. Unbelievable. The Sunday Sport. I might actually start getting that delivered. I mean, it's just full of top-class journalism. Top class. It might help us with our copy, actually, for our daily emails. For our emails. Might be, yeah. But yeah, there we go. There's a podcast, a little bit of a rant, a little bit of humour. Blitz is still mm-hmm. open, probably. What, how long has this lasted? Half an hour, 40 minutes? It's still open until Friday. Um, Friday 9pm. If, if, you, if you're watching this after Friday, the what, 24th of uh, September 2021, this is already gone. Um, we are now about to jump into our Facebook group, More Biceps, More Banter. So if you're not in that either, that's where we put in even more content. The clues in the name. There's more biceps and there's more banter. Um, so yeah, we're about to jump in there, which is something that we do each week as well, alongside the podcast. So if you're not in there, a reminder, if you're not going to get on blips, for fuck's sake, at least get in the, uh, the Facebook group and have a little giggle in there. Do that. Go do it now. More biceps, more banter. Catch you in a bit.
भई 